Hello and welcome to Lean With Plants. One day I'm going to be brave enough to be like, hey babe, or something fun in my intro, but for now, oh, it's hard. Like I, yeah, I've talked about this before, but it's hard making, starting this. It's like starting a conversation with someone you like and you're like, hey, I, I, um, Hi, what? Hi, yeah. So that's kind of me. I wish we could just sit down and have like a cup of tea together and really talk about some good stuff. But this is kind of the next best thing. And yeah, I got to do this on my own terms, right? I got to just not be too worried about the fact that I don't have a cool intro yet. If you're listening for the first time, my name is Chelsea and this podcast is for frustrated vegan women, specifically mums because I'm a mama, and really for people who are just confused about weight loss. Like we've looked at all the influences online that have like really skinny and six pack abs and that's probably not you if you're listening to this episode and I was like that too I was like that for nearly a decade of my life like healthy vegan like the token like health child in my family and um but overweight and struggling and frustrated with not being able to lose weight or not being able to keep it off just yo-yoing for years and years until I finally understood Really, the simple fact that you have to eat less calories than you need to burn fat. And so now I help people understand this. I help women to know how this works because it's really given me so much freedom, so much confidence. I'm the leanest I've ever been. I've got two kids. And yeah, so diving away from that confusion and that just dogma that exists out there. I wish it didn't, but it does. And I think it's especially bad in the vegan community. So this episode today, I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous because I don't want to call anyone out. I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I do want to clear the air for you. So I'll call this like why vegan influencers are skinny and you're not because there is all these vegan influencers out there and they're skinny and they're thin and they've got like toned little tiny stomachs and that's not all of us. It hasn't all been all of us. It's not like the default vegan position, but these are the big names on YouTube and Instagram and kind of like the poster kids of veganism. And I just wanted to address why, because it is, it is confusing. So we're going to get into that and look at like the three main reasons that these guys are so slim. And then at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about what you can do to start looking and feeling amazing and losing the pounds for you. Because in a way, like who cares what they're doing? Like you got to do what works for you. And I'm going to teach you at the end, what are the steps to start making that happen? So before we get into these three reasons, I really have to give you a short overview about why fat loss or fat gain actually happens. So when you gain weight, you have consumed more calories than your body needs. So your body has to store those excess calories as fat. And so you gaining weight has been at some point because you've had an excess of calories. Calories come from food. It's just energy. It's just an effective way for your body to store energy. There's nothing wrong with calories. They're impassive. They uh, Im- they don't have morality or anything like that. It's just a unit of energy. So for you to start losing fat, 
burning fat for fuel, you have to actually eat less calories than your body needs. So this doesn't mean that you have to count calories. I'm not saying that at all. But just because you're not counting something doesn't mean that it's not happening. So if you've ever lost fat in the past, it's because you've been in what we call a calorie deficit. And that just means that you are eating less calories. So your body then, because it still needs that energy, even though it's not getting it from all the food that you're consuming, it has to get it from your fat stores. And that's fat burning. Like there's no program, there's no exercise, there's no um, like shake that makes you burn fat. It's your body responding to its energy needs, not being able to meet them and then dipping into your fat stores as kind of like a last resort. So that really is the essence in one sentence of a calorie deficit. And if you want to understand more about this, you can go and check out, I think it's like my second, it's either my first or second episode talk about um, a calorie deficit and why that's vital for weight loss. So in the context of this, when we see these vegan influencers and it looks like they're consuming so many calories, but they're so skinny, like because you watch their what I eat in a day and or they're posting like very decadent, raw, um, like high calorie slices and treats or brownies, or even lots of processed foods. And you're wondering, well, they don't look like they're eating like salad, like tiny salads or um, drinking like protein shakes or, I mean, some of them are, okay, some of them are, but it doesn't seem like the way that they're eating would result in weight loss. Why? Why does it seem like they're eating so many more calories than most women would need and they are still slim? So this brings me to point number one. The reason that we know that they exist is because they are consumable content or they're cre- they're creating the kind of videos, the kind of um, like food, the kind of posts, the kind of podcast or whatever it is that we want to consume that is enjoyable for us to watch. If you think about film stars, they're pretty much all slim, right? All the girls are slim and they're skinny. That doesn't mean that everyone who can act is slim, But the people who gain popularity, the people who get cast in movies, for the most part, they do look a certain way. So it doesn't doesn't mean that there's like a strong correlation between being able to act and being skinny. No, it means that there's a strong correlation between gaining popularity, gaining, gaining fame, and looking a certain way. So the reason that you know about these guys is in a lot of ways because they do look like goals. They do look like the kind of people that we want to be like. So that's not necessarily a correlation between a vegan diet. A lot of these people that we follow, and I do, I just want to um, put it out there as well, I have absolutely no like hate for anyone in like the vegan community. Like I think that there's people that have done things kind of dumb, and I think there's people that are very dogmatic about what they believe, which I don't understand that personally. Um, but I went vegan from watching vegan YouTubers, and like some of the people that I went vegan from, like what they're doing now, I really don't like but I'm still grateful for that and I I really I can't massively judge their journey because 
everyone's got their own biases. Everyone's doing really what they think is right. And I mean, what else can you do? But it is really important to remember that a lot of the people that we follow and that we like love consuming their content, they have always looked that way. They didn't lose weight from going vegan. They didn't lose weight from how even they're promoting now. They have always been slim. So it might, might be part of the reason to just understand that they are already genetically blessed. And that's okay. Like there's people that exist like that. My best mate from school could eat like all the chips and we have the, these biscuits in New Zealand, kind of like cookies, biscuits, whatever. And they are seriously like the most delicious things on the planet. They're not vegan, but it's like a biscuit. And then it's these like, like squiggly parts of like some kind of candy or sweet and then it's covered in chocolate and we call them squiggles and these biscuits are so good like me and my best friend would always come home from school we'd walk down to like the local little dairy which is like a little corner store we'd buy a packet of squiggles we'd go sit by the playground on the bridge over this little stream and we just eat squiggles and like chips and lollies and it was great. It was a great time um, back when I didn't care about anything. And But she just stayed so skinny. And I did gain a bit of weight like after puberty. I was pretty skinny most of my life, but then I did gain it. And she just has always stayed skinny. And she's very, very slim. And she can eat whatever the heck she wants. And it's frustrating. And some people are just like that. So we just have to accept... I mean, we're not like that. We can't just eat whatever we want. Like, I wish that I could. And I think it's like, if you could grant me three wishes, I don't know, would that be one of them? I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself. I don't really know. But yeah, if there's a if there's a skinny kind of genie watching this and you want to like stop by at my house on the way home, then please feel free to do that. Like a, if there's a skinny genie who's just kind of like scoping out. Um, yeah, so accepting the fact that a lot of these people are genetically blessed and then it's not about the fact that they are vegan, that they look like this. It's the fact that we know they exist and they look like that. If that makes sense, I hope that makes sense. Another thing that is really important to remember with these guys, a lot of them that are like the big names in the vegan community, is that they actually lost weight a different way to how they eat now. And maintaining your weight is quite different to losing weight. So you've got people that they lost weight eating raw. So even if they haven't always been skinny and they're like, okay, now I'm selling like my weight loss program or now I'm telling you to like do raw till four or now I'm telling you to, um, I don't know, whatever the heck they're doing. Um, they haven't always looked that, they haven't always eaten exactly how they're eating now. A lot of people who eat in a certain way now and look a certain way now, they lost their weight eating a mainly raw diet. And when you're eating mainly raw, it's very hard not to be in a calorie deficit. It's it's very hard not to lose weight if you're eating mostly raw fruit and vegetables because they are incredibly low in calories. Fruits and vegetables are the lowest calorie sources on the planet. So it's physically hard to eat more calories than you need. It's not impossible. People do gain weight eating raw. And you will see people, this is the thing as well, like you can probably 
you probably know of people that have gained weight who have been eating a raw diet. And if you've been following them for a long time, if you've been vegan for a long time and you've watched these people, a lot of the time as those things have changed in their diet, you can see like corresponding weight gain to that because it does come down to an energy balance. It does come down to whether you're in a calorie deficit, whether you're in a calorie surplus. So if you have like been able to see people like they're eating more fat in their diet, which also means they're eating more calories in their diet than they normally would. You do see this happen quite often, like corresponding weight gain or weight loss. Yeah, so understanding maintenance is different as well. Like maintaining your weight is really different. So if you got somewhere one way, for then to, for you to then say, well, follow my plan or program, like this is how I'm so skinny. Actually, that's not how you're skinny, you're skinny because of being in a calorie deficit in the past. Now you're eating in a certain way, but you didn't get to how you are eating that way. And that's the thing that I had taken real issue with is that people saying, well, how I eat now, they're promoting that as like weight loss um, when they didn't ever get it that way. That I think is really, really misleading. So if someone's doing that, I would say, please be wary of that. In terms of, like, there is a lot of people in the vegan community who do, like, a very high-carb, low-fat, very kind of high-calorie um, diet, and there's a lot of kind of, like, misinformation, like, whether you can gain weight from eating, like, too many calories from carbohydrates or whether it's just energy balance. And I might do a different episode on this as well, but... Here's just a little bit of science on that. So when you consume carbohydrates, your body stores the energy from that as glycogen and it stores that in your muscles and your liver for quick energy. That's your body's preferred source of energy. When you consume fat, your body stores that as fat, any kind of fat that you're eating. Um, and so that doesn't mean that that's any kind of fat that you're eating is going to be stored and in definitely stored as fat we burn fat at the rate of about kind of think like one candle an hour which is it makes sense because if you think about a candle it's normally made from fat so we're always burning some kind of fat right but because it's already fat it's stored as fat whereas whereas to convert carbohydrates to fat like that's a more difficult process for your body that takes more calories in the process to convert like the fat that you eat into the fat that is on your body ready to be used for energy for a hundred calories coming from fat you will burn about three of those when in that conversion process but for the same 100 calories of carbohydrates, in excess carbohydrates, to store that as fat, you would burn 23 calories just in that process of conversion. So it's automatically just in that conversion process, harder to gain weight from excess carb calories than it is from excess calories from fat because it's already fat it's already already going to be stored that way so if you um if you are eating a diet that is excessively high in carbohydrates you're already um in terms of the fact that you're eating more calories than you need it's still much harder to gain weight than if that was the equal amount of calories coming from fat calories so um there was a 
prison experiment that was done where they wanted to overfeed. So overfeeding is just meaning that you give people a calorie surplus. They gave the prisoners in this experiment, um, like they wanted them to gain 35 pounds. So to gain weight from carbohydrates and like proteins and kind of like a mixed diet, and I think I had a little bit of fat, I'm not entirely sure how much, but to actually get them to gain 35 pounds, they needed to consume 440,000 excess calories to get that 35 pounds of weight gain. They, what the scientists actually found, it was really hard to get them to gain weight. But when they, they changed that to giving them pure fat, they got the same amount of weight gain with only 40,000 excess calories. So it took them 100,000 calories less, three times less calories to get the same amount of weight gain from fat. So when your body is, um, like when you're having like excess calories from carbohydrates, it's, your body may store some of those as fat, but that is a difficult process that happens down the road. What's much more likely to happen or what does happen when you're eating excess calories from carbohydrates is that your your body just isn't burning like your stored fat. So you not losing weight in that process has more to do with you not burning fat than it does from you actually converting carbohydrates into fat. So it, it is a little bit complicated and there's things in there that even like I don't fully understand, but we know quite clearly from the science that it is much, much harder to get people to gain weight even when they consume excess calories, <coughs> sorry, from carbohydrates. So if you're looking at people who are eating like high carb, high calorie diet and they're maintaining a lean physique, that's not contrary to science. That's not contrary to what we know about uh, about energy balance. But whether people can actually lose weight effectively doing that, um, not so not so likely. Not as um, yeah, not as clear cut. Like you do have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, and you will lose more weight for the same amount of calories being in a calorie deficit from. Um, a high carb diet versus a low carb diet and there's so much science on this I might do another podcast episode on like high carb versus low carb diets as well so I hope that that kind of like explains a little bit um, why people can maintain a really fit, lean physique eating what looks like massive massive amounts of excess calories from um, if they're consuming that from mainly like unrefined carbohydrates like it definitely is possible so the third thing about why vegan influencers can be so skinny is really we don't know exactly how they're eating so even though someone might be posting like a brownie recipe every second day and that they're taking bites of like um like processed bars or eating like sandwiches or breads like you truly cannot unless you're living with that person know how they're living their life so you might be going okay well exhibit a goals in here and perky boobs chick who lives in Hawaii and has like three kids I'm not oh my gosh I'm not like pointing at anyone like this is just an example what um I feel like I'm gonna get so much hate for this but like people who are 
like the hashtag goals that we all love to watch, we all love their stuff, even if it looks like they're eating food that you're like, I would look at that and gain weight, you don't know how much they're eating of it, you don't know what kind of exercise they're doing, so they could very well be eating like a normal amount of calories, like the same as you, and you just don't know that because you don't see their full life, so instead of looking at it and being like, it's not fair, which you can't do anyway. Life is just freaking unfair. Like my husband has multiple sclerosis. Um, he suffers from like symptoms of that and that's getting worse. But like, what can you do? You just have to get on with your life and you have to just do with the best of with what you have. Right. And like, I can't eat everything that my friends are eating or that other people eat. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could, but there's only so much time that you can spend wishing on that and then you just get on with your life but I think just taking a step back as well and realizing hey I I don't have all the information here so I might be pointing my finger at someone and saying it's not fair that you have abs when instead you have no idea how they're living their life you see a snippet and you see the best snippets and sometimes I find it really telling because like with food bloggers, you'll read like the post. Um, I mean, <laughs> this, yeah. Who actually reads all the long novels that food bloggers write on their food recipes? I know I'm just like, scroll, 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 scroll. Where's the recipe? Tell me the recipe. Hurry up and tell me the recipe. And then, but you get to the bottom sometimes and you read it and I'll just see like the little comments from, particular food bloggers that are really slim but they're making all this stuff and it'll be like oh I couldn't I had I had to give this to my neighbor or I had to do this and so they're creating recipes and they're trying recipes but they're not eating and sitting down to a batch of brownies you know like they might try it and for a lot of them like kind of what I do when I'm trying stuff like I work at a cafe I'm a chef so I'm making stuff all the time but I will try it but I'm not eating it all just because I'm making it so yeah, get some, just get some perspective on the fact that you can't really know. So then if you go, all right, those are some of the reasons that vegan influencers are so skinny. It's not necessarily to do with how they're eating. What really matters is how are you going to eat to be able to get the physique that you want? How are you going to be able to achieve the body that you want? Like your best, live your best life, girl, when like without comparing, without trying to eat exactly how they're eating, what does that look like for you? So what is going to matter for you is like we talked about getting into a calorie deficit and that is probably not going to look like a vegan influencer's meal because a lot of time like they're pouring on the tahini or they're pouring on like maple syrup and they've got lots of nuts and seeds and like coconut cream and cooking with oil and like decadent high calorie smoothies and if you've been eating that way and you're overweight that's obviously not working for you but the great thing to understand about trying to get into a calorie deficit is that you don't need to know how many calories you're eating right now to get into a calorie deficit you don't need to know a number of calories to eat less calories than what you're eating now because all you're trying to do is reduce this like as a percentage the thing is even if that's five percent you're going to lose weight. If you're in a 5% calorie deficit, if you can reduce the calories of what you're eating by 5% now, you will burn fat from that. 
if you're maintaining your weight, okay, I've got to say that if you're maintaining your weight now, then you will burn fat from that. So what is going to be key is thinking about how can you actually reduce what you're doing now. And your starting point is your ceiling. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It matters what you are doing now. So identifying where you are kind of like spending your calorie allowance. And just to like highlight this um, metaphor or this understanding about how this works, because I know it does get confusing when you're saying, oh, get into a calorie deficit, but don't count calories. And it's like, what? Just tell me, what do I do? What do I do? Think about it in this way. If you are trying to save money, and you want to you want to save 50 bucks a week and you know that right now you spend a lot of money like you don't know exactly how much but you know it's more than 50 bucks and you do that on coffee and cake that you go to your same favorite little cafe every day and that's where you're spending like and if you were to stop that habit you would be saving money. You'd be saving more than $50. So you don't have to know exactly how much you spend at each transaction at the cafe. You just have to change your habits so that you are saving that money. Like If that's like your main thing, if you were to just change that habit, then you would automatically do that. So here's where it gets interesting because people say, well, why wouldn't I just work out the calories? If you've ever tried counting calories or weighing food, that's why, because it sucks. It freaking sucks because you've got to weigh and measure every single bite of food that you eat. You have to input every single thing that you have consumed or that you will consume or that you plan to consume into a calorie counting thing like an app or something and you've got to make sure that that is accurate and even then it's not entirely accurate and you've still got to figure out okay what's my starting number and if that's not entirely right you've got to get another starting number and then you've actually got to stick to it even if you're hungry even if you are on your period that day and someone comes around and brings you like a brownie and you feel obligated to eat it and then you're like I don't know how many calories was in that I can't like I didn't ask why didn't I ask my best friend to film and measure and weigh that birthday brownie darn it darn it so yeah, you can go down that route. I don't recommend going down the calorie counting route because I want to have a life and I've tried it. it. Yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, it's effective if you can do it. Sticking to it is hard. Statistically, not many people will stick to it for a long period of time. So what's better is to examine your habits and understand how calorie density, da 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 so the thing I always talk about, calorie density, it's magical, it's amazing, um, but it's also very, very simple. And so how to reduce the calorie density of your food so that you're actually eating less calories per bite. Because the kind of understood best kind of calorie deficit that we need is between for like effective long-term sustainable weight loss is like between 20 and then upper limits 30 percent so you don't have to know a number but to do this you have one of two options if you're not going to count calories you either cut your portion sizes you could do that by 20 percent or you could eat exactly the same amount of food or even more food but reduce the calories per bite because here's the interesting thing 
people eat a consistent volume and weight of food. So if you normally eat four, and it is normally about four, three to four pounds of food per day per person. So if you are someone that normally eats five pounds of food per day, To get into a calorie deficit, you can still eat five pounds of food. You just have to reduce the calorie density of the food that you're eating. So that means that the calories in every single bite of food are lowered. And people can do this. Like if you are in a scientific experiment, it's been shown that you can double the volume of food that you're eating and half the calories. And here's why. Because some foods are very calorically dense. Any kind of processed grain is like, is incredibly calorie dense, like in the thousands of calories per pound. Whereas you take something like a broccoli, you've got a hundred calories around about per pound. Oil, my friend, my lovely lady that's listening, if you are still consuming oil in your diet, you up and if you're cooking with that on a daily basis, plus you're having that on like salad dressings or you're putting it in things. Some people put coconut oil in coffee. That baffles me. It baffles me when you understand about like energy and then energy out. Anyway, if you're still eating, if you're still eating any kind of oil in your diet, you're adding hundreds and hundreds of calories to your diet, even in like tablespoons of oil. One tablespoon of oil has um, more calories than a pound of broccoli. So if you eat more of these low calorie foods, if you eat more broccoli and you eat less oil, what are you doing? You're reducing the amount of calories that you're consuming now. You're not reducing the volume. You're just reducing the calories. Like, let's think about a plate of food. You sit down to a hearty plate of potatoes, okay? So you've got, let's say your whole plate is like mashed potatoes. You could eat the same amount of food. If half of your plate was broccoli, you'd be like reducing the calories in that plate of food by hundreds of calories, but you would be eating the same amount of food. You would be feeling just as full. You would be feeling just as satisfied. You wouldn't be feeling hungry. And hunger is like the worst thing for weight loss because you're just unleashing the beast when you think you're going to be able to kick hunger. And like, I'm sure you've tried it. I'm sure you know hunger does not work because we just always give into it. It's there to keep us alive. You got to work with it, not against it. So you got to fill up your stomach. You got to you got to allow like the stretch receptors in your stomach to actually activate when you have enough food in there. So eating less is not it's not sustainable and it doesn't work as well. When you look at the stats, people cutting portion sizes, they just don't do it. They don't do it over time. They don't stick to it. So reducing the calorie density per bite from your starting point, your starting point is you. It's not me, it's you. So doing that from where you are is going to result in you being able to lose weight. So you don't need to follow what other people are doing. You don't need to eat exactly even how I'm eating. But you do need to get into a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight, which is what I teach the girls in the Lean With Plants membership that I run because each and every one of us is starting from a different point. Some people in there, they just want to lose like five pounds and they're they're already looking pretty good. Um, And like their main issue is snaking on like dates and peanut butter. There's other people who 
have like massive issues with binging. So the thing that is going to be like their biggest offenders, if you think about like that analogy with I'm like going to a to cafes, like if if their biggest um, like offenders in terms of like excess calories is coming from their binging, if they can get that under control, if they can eat enough food so that that becomes less of an issue, be more consistent, which is like what we work through in the membership, then they're going to be reducing their ceiling now. They're going to be getting into a calorie deficit from where they are now. And this is why it's so important to understand this rather than just following someone else's program, rather rather than just buying one of these like weight loss programs and say, you have to eat five bananas in a smoothie at seven o'clock in the morning and then you have to go and do this. Like, yeah, that might work. It might. But what's going to happen when you go off plan? What's going to happen when you get sick of eating that way and or it doesn't work for you so it really does have to come from a point of understanding and when you do that when you understand how this works then you can look at people's meals and you know how and you can say I know that that wouldn't help me lose weight even though they might be promoting it as weight loss food and you can also know how to design your meals so that you are getting into a consistent calorie deficit shedding that fat getting that flat stomach feeling confident and sexy again and just yeah not feeling so confused and frustrated knowing what to eat and yeah feeling fantastic in your body gaining confidence feeling like your body actually represents who you are inside that is possible for you you just might not get there from following exactly what you think some vegan influencer is eating. So I hope that that episode has kind of cleared some of the air, given you a bit more clarity. If you want to understand more about getting into a calorie deficit without counting calories, go and listen to my second podcast episode. I talk all about that, get really in depth with some of the specific actionable steps that you can actually take. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and I I hope that that was helpful for you. Like I said, not knocking anyone. I love these guys. I love the people that we get to look up to in the vegan community. Just not necessarily that it's going to help you lose weight. So if you like this, please let me know what you think. Leave me a review or send me a DM. You can follow me on Instagram, Chelsea May Cullen. I'd love to have you on there. So until next time. See ya!